everybody. Welcome back to your ex-boyfriend's podcast. This is episode 38. Episode 38 is when you're wrong. And in this episode, we are going to talk just a little bit about, well, a lot of things, but kind of all tied together in what happens when things don't go the way you want them to go. What happens when you make a bad decision or you make a choice that hurts somebody or you hurt yourself whenever you hold an assumption about something or someone that's wrong. This is about the times when you fail. Uh, The reason I want to do this episode is because I think it was probably twofold. The last couple episodes that I did with Kate, we talked a little bit about um, the idea of being, being wrong. Um, I think she said something about, you know, how I had uh, had some ideas about child, uh, what am I trying to say, (laughs) about raising children that had changed over time, you know, namely from being um, the fact that I used to want my own children, my own biological children, like I knew that was right for me at the time, and and then over, over the years that kind of changed into more like, I just want to impact the next generation in a positive way. That may or may not be with my own biological children. It could be, but it also has a very real possibility of not not being the case. So we were talking about that, and we were also talking about how with the whole COVID pandemic slash vaccine issue, that there were very many people who had some very strong viewpoints, myself included, about whether these pandemic related things were something to take seriously or not whether we should be worrying about you know COVID-19 as much as we were or or maybe we were overreacting if you're interested in that conversation definitely go back and listen to the interviews well the interview but uh, the two episodes that I did with Kate Um, it was actually one interview split into two if you haven't listened to those check them out episode 36 and 37 Um, but all that got me thinking about, you know, what happens, what do you do, how do you move forward when you are wrong, when you fail, when you make a decision um, that doesn't work out. The first thing I thought of, you know, after I had this idea, the first thing I thought of was this interview I listened to recently with Terry Crews. For anybody who doesn't know, Terry Crews is an actor. He has made himself famous probably from being in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that television show. Um, He was in White Chicks. (laughs) For all all of you who remember that movie, he's the one singing Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. (laughs) Um, Terry Crews did an interview on a podcast I like. And he was talking about a lot of really good stuff. So I would highly recommend that interview. I will link it in the show notes. It was an episode of the Tim Ferriss podcast. But to the point, in this interview, Terry was talking about um, self-righteousness. That was one of the things that stuck out. Terry basically said, self-righteousness is the inability to be wrong. And when you lack the ability to be wrong, you also lack the ability to change. 
And I thought that was really powerful because the tendency to be pretty self-righteous has been something that I've struggled with over, um, over the years. There was a period of my life as an adult um, that ended not, not very long ago. I want to say maybe just a couple years ago. There was a period that I was very self-righteous about a lot of things. And I have talked about, about this a little bit before. That is, <laughs> that makes somebody, or it can make somebody very hard to deal with in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying I was that way in, in every aspect of my life, but there was a lot of things that I held very strongly to. And I, a lot of the time, lacked the, the ability to be wrong. Not admit when I thought I was wrong, because when I did think I was wrong, I I did know how to admit that. I have been pretty good at that for as long as I can remember. But in a lot, a lot, a lot of ways, I lacked that ability. I was very self-righteous about a lot of things. And I agree with what Terry is saying here, that, that self-righteousness, the inability to be wrong, is equal to the inability to change. And if you've been listening to any of this podcast, I think you know that change is something I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Positive change, to be specific. I think that that is a vital part of um, being who you want to be. If you're concerned about being who you want to be, you're very likely not that person at the moment or trying to you know, consider what it means to be who you want to be and that pretty much means change some things are going to need to change anyway i'm kind of getting off topic here (laughs) what i wanted to talk about is this inability to be wrong or rather i should say cultivating the ability to be wrong to fail to make mistakes and then move forward with that knowledge that Ow! (laughs) I just smacked the shit out of my hand on the desk. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) God. Uh, So, where was I going? So much of this podcast, if not all of it, is, is about, you know, how to be better. How to be healthier. How to be more authentic. How to be truthier. (laughs) Uh, all of this stuff, I think, in my head, it kind of can also be known as being more, you know, quote unquote, right in our behaviors and thoughts and actions. And I don't mean right as in my way or the highway. I don't mean right as in you know this platform of self righteousness. I just mean acting more, <sighs> acting more in alignment, living in a way that's aligned with our own values. And making sure that our values and our core, you know, principles that we live by are based on good data and accurate premises. I think if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably have gotten (laughs) at least some of that out of it. You know, that's kind of a, a lot of what I'm concerned with for myself and for anybody who is gracious enough to listen to this podcast. That is... kind of what I want to be promoting, the idea of of doing the right thing for yourself. 
what we have talked about briefly before on this show, but haven't gone too far into detail with, is being wrong. Failing, doing the wrong thing for yourself or for other people, making mistakes, misstepping. Here's all you need to know from this episode. This is the the core thing I want you to take away. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. End of story. Sometimes you will fail. (laughs) That's it. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. You're going to do or say something with every good intention in the world. And you're going to do that with the best information you have at your disposal. And it's going to be unequivocally wrong. It is going to be, without a doubt, a mistake. You are going to prep as hard as you can, as well as you can. And then at some point, it's not going to matter. You're going to fail. If anybody remembers... The quote that we had many, many episodes ago from Star Trek The Next Generation. Captain Picard said, and I'm paraphrasing here, I think. (laughs) You can make no mistakes and still lose. That isn't a weakness. That's life. He's spot on. We've talked about it before. Sometimes you can do everything in your power. Everything that you have control over, you do something about. And in the end, it doesn't matter. Life happens. Shit happens. Other people happen. You fail. You're wrong. You make a mistake. Sometimes you will have made every effort in good faith. And you will fall short of your goal. You'll hurt someone. You'll realize something about yourself that's contrary to what you've been doing. Uh, Maybe... During the course of these things, during the course of you, you know, living life or moving towards a goal or whatever, maybe you actually change as a person. There's all sorts of bumps in the road that can get in the way of you ending up with success, of you ending up with the correct viewpoint or the most, um, God, accurate Uh, situation for yourself you know there's all sorts of things that are going to get in the way it's important to remember that in the course of this as Captain Picard says shout out to Jean-Luc this isn't failure that's life actually now I just realized that I'm I'm saying the quote wrong I'm paraphrasing the quote wrong He says it's not weakness. That's life. That's much more accurate because you're still failing. You're still a failure (laughs) in whatever, you know, scenario you find yourself that didn't go how you wanted it to go. It's not a weakness. Doing everything that you could do and still failing, that just happens. What's important to remember is that there is no such thing as perfection. There is a guarantee to fail sooner or later somewhere. You cannot be perfect in every aspect all the time. Everybody 
has to breathe at some point. And I don't mean that breathing is, is failure. There's an idea of, and I don't remember who said this, but there's an idea of nobody being able to hold your breath forever. At some point you have to breathe while not referring specifically to this whole idea of, of failure, this whole idea of being wrong. What it's saying is at some point you have to let go at some point you are going to have to take a breath. And I think in a lot of ways for myself, this is very true. A lot of us will think that, um, the idea, the act of being perfect, the inability to be wrong is in a way holding your breath because it's unsustainable. There is no such thing (laughs) as never being wrong. And there is no such thing as being able to hold your breath forever. At some point you're going to fall. You're going to, you know, end up looking stupid or foolish. You're, you're not, you, you just can't do it. So I think that's important to remember. It is inevitable, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. As Terry said in the interview, being able to admit and accept being wrong is the catalyst for change. Because he said to remember that if you are unable to be wrong, you are unable to change. Um, God, who is Adam Grant? Amazing author, psychologist, has a podcast. He writes and talks a lot about this idea. Very specifically, he wrote this book called Think Again, which is all about the ability to be wrong and change your mind and collect good data, essentially, (laughs) and uh, move forward and learn, you know. If you are interested in a lot of the science and um, studies behind this idea, definitely check that book out. Think again. I'll link that in the show notes as well. But what he's saying in that book, and I'm heavily, heavily paraphrasing here just for the sake of time, being wrong and failing and misstepping. These are the times when you have the opportunity to grow. These are the times where the chance to reevaluate what you thought to be true comes in. This is where the growth happens. And very similar to what we talked about on this show before with the comfort zone, when you are wrong, when you make a mistake, when you fail, you have left the comfort zone. And like we talked about in that episode, that is the only time in which growth occurs when you step outside your comfort zone. There is no growth without strain on the system. And very often, inevitably, at some point, that strain equals failure. So that's where the growth is. In the day-to-day of life, this is going to happen all the time. Whether you even realize it or not, there are lots of times on a regular basis that maybe don't even seem to stand out. There are a lot of times in which you are going to be proved wrong or make a mistake or whatever, and then have the opportunity to change, have the opportunity to grow, have the opportunity to reevaluate your assumptions. 
You may try a new thing. You may try a new hobby. Realize that hobby's not for you. Maybe it's something that you just stumbled on. Maybe it's something that you've harbored interest in for a long time, but you're going to try it. Maybe it doesn't work out. That's an opportunity for you to look inside and say, well, what do I actually enjoy? What did I enjoy about it? What did I not? What do I think this means for the next thing I want to try? It's going to guide you in a direction. You may set a boundary with somebody, and maybe it feels too strict. Maybe the boundary you set with a friend or a partner or a family member, maybe with the best intentions to know be healthy for yourself and and for it to be healthy for that relationship maybe it ends up being too much maybe it's too stringent and it results in not the outcome that you were looking for it doesn't deepen your relationship it causes a rift at that point you have every opportunity to say okay what did i think i needed at first is that still accurate was my action between the two of us effective in getting me to that need? Doesn't sound like it. How can I reevaluate this? It gives you a chance to look at yourself, to look at the relationship and the interaction between. I feel like that's a very relevant um, a very relevant example recently, just because, the whole idea of boundaries has become more mainstream and it's become kind of a buzzword, kind of like how we were talking about manifestation in that other episode a couple of weeks ago. It gets lost. Like that sort of, you know, psychological buzzword gets lost in the social media bullshit. And I want to be clear that what a boundary isn't is this is how I act and this is what I need from you and it's rigid and... There's no talking about it. There's no compromising. And that's, I, I can just do whatever I want because that's the way I am. And that's the way this has to be. That doesn't really work. As we should all understand, you can't be that rigid with other people. Every interaction is going to be a back and forth, including boundaries. So that's why I bring that one up. You may give some advice to somebody you care about and it backfires. You may have given them Advice that you thought was great, that would very well may work, uh, wait, (laughs) that may very well work for you. For them, it's total garbage. (laughs) And they may take you up on your advice, and it may totally backfire on them. Completely not through anyone's fault. You acted with the best of intentions. They took your advice with the best of intentions, and it didn't happen. Or it didn't happen the way you wanted it to or the way they wanted it to. At that point, you get to rethink your views on that person or on that issue or on why you gave that advice. You may find that it was advice that you didn't think past yourself for. Like maybe it had worked for you, but you didn't apply it at all to the fact that this other person is not you. You get to, you know, rethink. You get to as Adam Grant would say, think again. (laughs) Maybe you make a career change and it sucks. Maybe you've been pining after this career change, this this other job, this other position, and you think it's going to solve a bunch of problems or you think it's going to make you a lot happier or you're going to be more passionate about it and you get there and it sucks and it's not everything it cracked up to be 
And maybe you had no way of knowing that because all the information you had said it was going to be great. When that happens, you get the chance to say, okay, well, what was I looking for? Why was I looking for that? Why didn't this fulfill the things that I wanted? And what will going forward? What can I pivot to? I'm not moving backwards by this not fulfilling me in the way that I wanted it to. I'm just taking a different path. I'm, you know, taking a different fork in the road. If you want to Robert Frost that shit. <laughs> um, it's all over. The, uh, the concept, I should say, the concept of being wrong, of making mistakes. It's, it's in every aspect of your life all the time. You know, sometimes a relationship doesn't work right? That's another great, really big example that I think most people can uh, have some experience with. Sometimes you go into a relationship with every good intention. You like that person, they like you. And for whatever reason, whatever thousands and thousands of reasons it could be, it doesn't work out. That being such a huge, often... I don't want to say life-changing, but, you know, breakups are always a major, major chance to, to reevaluate yourself, a major chance for growth. Um, you have the opportunity to look at yourself deeply because, as you know, you know, from if any of you are in relationships or have been, that's a huge mirror on your own bullshit. <laughs> it's a huge mirror so you can look at, hey, you know, what is going on inside me? If you can take the separation of you and somebody who you cared or still care about and make it into a positive thing, I think, you know, that's a a, a much better path forward (laughs) than just saying, well, fuck them and fuck relationships and I'm going to stop trying or I don't give a shit or it's their fault and I didn't do anything wrong like it's just a part of life and it doesn't have to say anything about you. You can take it as a opportunity to collect data, to gather information. I think a lot of times when we don't, when we don't cultivate this ability to be wrong and to fail, I think a lot of that time for me, especially, I know it's true. It was because this this self-righteousness was a defense mechanism. Being wrong, in my own experience, in my, for <laughs> many, many years, being wrong meant being vulnerable. And that felt too dangerous. I think that ends up being true for a lot of people with the same tendency. If I'm wrong, what does that say about me? Does that mean that there's something wrong with me? And I think we may have talked about before, though, certainly bears more discussion uh, that has a lot to do with shame and, you know, the idea that there is something wrong with you at your core, with the constituent parts of you that make you you, you know, being wrong in the external about things that maybe you did or things that you said or ideas that you held. It opens the door for a lot of other stuff to be criticized and to be 
upended and that's scary it feels dangerous the ability to be wrong and be okay with that and move forward with new knowledge and with new goals and new plans and and whatever it factors in so much of what we've talked about in this podcast already you've got vulnerability right off the bat it requires you to be vulnerable to a certain extent it requires you to face fears and be okay with being afraid it requires you to cultivate communication as a skill to know how to communicate with other people and with yourself it requires you to relinquish a certain amount of control and not be obsessed with uh, exerting influence over outcomes it requires you to be good at as I've said uh, already on this episode, data collection, being able to think critically, look around you, take what you see at its real value and use that to influence your um, next step, to influence how you think, to influence how you act, which leads to pattern analysis. And do I need to break a pattern? Do I need to sustain a pattern? Do I need to create a new one? Being wrong and being okay with that and taking the next forward step means you have to be versed at some level in all of that. And there's more. I just couldn't think of more (laughs) off the top of my head, but there is definitely more. It is a tricky skill and it is hard to cultivate, but, you know, big surprise, everything's hard. (laughs) Um, And you know it's it takes time we all know someone who can't be wrong like if it's you or if it's a friend if it's a partner if it's an ex if it's a family member a boss a coworker, we all know someone maybe it's you <laughs> someone who can't be wrong someone who reacts poorly to criticism somebody who is set in their ways and has a hard time maybe even communicating how to even think about (laughs) getting out of them. Like who can barely stand to look at, you know, their own behavior or their own opinions. Like I said, it might be you. (laughs) Do you see how that tendency, the inability to be wrong, do you see how it affects that person's endeavors and their relationships, and their goals, and their health, and their success in relationship, and their success in work, and whatever. If you lack the ability to admit when you're at fault, to admit when you made a mistake, to have, if you if you're not able to have that vulnerability in being wrong, it it greatly affects a lot of other aspects of life. How could it not, right? Because tying it back all the way to the beginning, if you can't be wrong, you can't change. And that means you can't be better at anything. If you can't change, you can't improve. I feel like everybody generally, when they do something, whether that's a relationship or whether it's a hobby or a job, whatever, you don't want to suck (laughs) if you're unable to change and you're unable to prove 
you might just continue to suck. (laughs) I think most of the time, that's not what we want. I guess in the end, my advice would be, (laughs) if we're going to wrap this up all in one nice, tidy little package, to learn to fail and hopefully do that sooner than later because it builds character. And this is a conversation that I've had with numerous people, and I think it it holds true across the board. I, I don't know... I don't know any scenario in which this doesn't hold true. Struggle and failure and getting knocked down and getting back up and trying again, it builds character. And I think most of us have at some point in our lives met somebody, talked to somebody who didn't have to struggle very much. And it's not to say that that person is bad or is wrong or is anything to be ashamed of, but it certainly does. It, it, it shows when somebody has not had to struggle very much to find success in life, there is a certain air which I'm having a hard time describing, but I think we all know how it feels. I think most of us have probably met someone where it feels like, wow, you, you know, we're not on the same page. We don't value the same things necessarily. I think that a lot of that comes from having had to get knocked down and get back up. If any of you have read the uh, comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes, which is my all-time favorite, just so you know. (laughs) Calvin's dad is always talking about how the stuff that Calvin hates, (laughs) like doing homework and doing chores and going camping, it all builds character. And it's a running joke in in the comic strip. But it's, to a certain extent, outside of, you know, just the silly parenting, parent-child scenario that it presents, it's pretty true. Struggle breeds character. Failure breeds character. And like I was saying before, hopefully you can learn to do that sooner than later. I think that everybody eventually learns how to fail at some point. And for some people, it's way late in life, way down the road. And that's hard. Honestly, that is very hard. Not that it's, it's, it's still doable, but it's it just gets more difficult the longer you wait. Um, so that'd be my advice. Learn to fail now. Learn to be wrong now. Learn to make a mistake and move forward and learn something and think again. <laughs> Do that quickly. Do that sooner than later. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for this episode. I actually talked a lot longer than I thought I was going to. I thought that was going to be like a 20-minute episode turned into a half-hour episode. So let me wrap it up real quick. I just want to remind everybody who's listening, any new listeners, welcome, that this podcast is hosted on Podbean at justicetenna.podbean.com. And from there, you can find this podcast basically on any website, any service that distributes podcasts. It's on pretty much all of them. So if you're already on Podbean, you can go anywhere from there. Or if you just Google my name or you Google your ex-boyfriend's podcast, you'll find some stuff. 
if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to tell me it's awesome, if you want to tell me it sucks, if you want to be a guest, you can email me at yourexbfpodcast at gmail.com. And on the flip side, you can also contact me on Instagram at your underscore exbf underscore podcast. And I post regularly on that account with new episodes. And I'm probably going to have to start posting like midweek with trailers and stuff. So you'll see some stuff if you if you follow me. Uh, but other than that, I think we're we're all done for this week. So I hope you like this episode. And until next Sunday, take care of yourselves, stay healthy, and uh, still looking for a catchphrase. <laughs> uh, okay, bye.